0: And I want to read verse 12. I won't read the whole thing, but it says, "I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Read with me, please. And the books were open, and know, the book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judges of those things which are written in the book according to their works. You may be seated. I was debating with myself. Whether share my notes with you first or my graphics first. I can always sit and read my notes, but I can't do the graphics. So I'm going to do the graphics first. Is that right? And I want to talk to you tonight about your Bible because in the book of uh, Daniel, chapter 12, and verse 1, that book of life is also mentioned again. That book of life is mentioned and how to understand and study our Bible. How to understand and study the Bible. Really, the answer is not getting another version. If you can't understand the first one, what makes you think the second one will be more clearly understood? And how do you know you're not, you're not taking it for a ride? Now, the Bible in your hand, the first thing you have to understand is it, you have to first enter in that book believing it is the Word of God. It is settled in heaven. And it is infallible without error. God doesn't do anything with error. And if he's big enough to take care of his word, no matter what Satan does, I learned something this week. I'll share with you that Satan cannot stop God from answering my prayer. Right. But he can sure stop me from asking. And that's where the problem is. Yes. He says you have not because you ask not. Right. So the problem is not with God not answering. You haven't asked at all. Yes. So tonight we're going to ask God to open our understanding that we, may, that we may understand the scripture. There's a need for that. Now I don't stand up too long. Thank God I was young but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous bowing on his knees. So I'm still standing like the rest for a while anyway. Amen. And if I sit down, you can't know I'm still standing up in the inside. Well, yeah, here's the Lamb's Book of Life. I did this tonight when I came to church. It was, it was in my mind, and I said, I better draw this. And, and sometimes your pen gets very graphically uh, inspired. So I'm drawing this to show you this is a timeline. I always draw it. If you're going to work for God, live for God, and study for God, understand this timeline. Okay? This here, from from Adam to the White Throne Judgment. That's your Bible. From Adam to the White Throne Judgment. I don't know if you can see that. Position yourself so you can see that. And there are six or six books. Start with Genesis and end in Revelation. It's, it's, it's so basic and it's very important. Do you understand that? Also, the other books, all the other books are, are complementary books, complementing what was said in Genesis, and all Revelation is, is a summary conclusion, of fulfillment of promises or prophecies that God made. It's the completion. It's a full circuit. That was made by the Lord. And he used different people in different times. All right? Uh, So Genesis was long before our time. Now, I want you to notice here, Genesis to to Malachi consists of the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. And each of these books are complementary. But the most important thing I want to point to you is that this red line is the what binds the books together, the bloodline. The whole story is about redemption. It's not a history book. It's a redeeming book. And the blood is the thing that ties all these books together. Doesn't matter which era you're reading. It's about the blood, the blood. And then it's about Adam problem. And Adam's solution down here. Now, so when you open your Bible, you're going to find that there's a longing from Adam to the cross for this blood to be applied, which the epistle so very beautifully explained in Romans and Corinthians and all of the scriptures, the longing for a coming Messiah, one to come. Adam was told and Eve, there's one coming and they long for that. Than 4,000 years for it to happen. 4,000 years for it to actually happen. Now, this bloodline can be found in just about all of these books. Except the book of Esther. Maybe the book of Job. The poetic books. But other books talk about the bloodline, but you can see uh, a cross stick. It may not be mentioned, but It's implied. It's implied. And when you read, there are 39 books. They're not haphazardly put together, not the same writer. They don't live in the same time period, so there's no collusion between them. And whatever they write here, they complement each other and continue each other's prophecy, sometimes repeated verbatim. Then the coming Jesus Christ, it's about him. He came, and they said, here he is, he's here. And after he's finished doing his work, these men begin to write about him, new men that he chose to continue to write about him fulfilling and doing new things. So when you read your Bible, I'm going to sit for a while, when you read your Bible, you're going to see that these writers here in the New Testament cannot contradict what was aforesaid. And what was aforesaid will not contradict what was said here. So there is no contradiction in the two testaments. The testament is, a, is of a testator. And the testator is him. It's him. Here you're going to find in the Old Testament. The prevailing blood source is animals. Blood. And over here when you read the New Testament, the prevailing blood source is Man, the man Christ Jesus. And prevailing in the Old Testament, you're going to find reading like forgiveness over and over and over and over, but never find the word remission. In fact, I challenge you to look in the Old Testament and find the Old Testament word remission. It's just not there because it was not for that time period. Just like the name Jesus Christ was never revealed back here you can't find the name jesus christ back here because it was never revealed but it's back here we do not use the word jehovah over here same god just a new name and he himself said in revelation i have a new name so you can't say he hasn't got a new name that new name is called the word of god the word of god and that word we know is jesus christ so it's important you understand this diagram when you're reading your Bible, and don't get confused. You know, if I wanted, let's let digress for a minute. There's an application here. If you're going to go for, go for a degree program at Genesis Institute, I would ask a question that is applied scripture. How would you apply scripture to a conflict between two or three people? Where would you go for scripture? That deal with conflict. Where would you go for scripture to deal with, with uh, parenting? Where would you go for scripture to deal with marriage? And this is the standard for conduct for humanity. No matter what anybody said, this is a standard. I don't care what Supreme Court and Judge said. They die and Christ continue to live. <laughs> so
1: their history.
0: So if I want to know how to make a lot of money. I read this also how to do it. It tells me how to make money, how to lose money. It tells me how to make friends, how to lose friends. Yeah. It tells me how to be successful, how to be a failure. It tells me how to be a fool, how to be wise. Yes, it does. It tells me how to take care of my house how not to take care of my house. This book is a complete commentary manual for humanity, how to live. Now, my car outside has a manual that comes with it. When you were born, it's not true that the mother was born without a manual. She does have a born called Emmanuel. manual. His name is Emmanuel. So all you pregnant mothers, you have a manual for your, for your home. It's called Emmanuel. Right? We take the ema-im off to call it manual. <laughs> but it's Emmanuel. Right. Now, so... The intertestament must not be confused with the Old Testament. It must not be confused with the New Testament. The intertestament is saying he's here. It's done. It happened. He says finish and we confirm it. Right here. So I cannot look for the thief on the cross and to be saved by this system. He's not there. Neither can I expect my daddy and my mommy to be saved by Noah's Ark. They were never there. (laughs) The book has to rightly divide us up into a period of living. We call it dispensation. What dispensation we are living on today? Right here. Grace or call the times of the Gentiles where we're brought into the faith. So you can't judge me by these guys back here over here. And I can't judge them over here by this. Coming to a different period. Different requirement. For example, we don't celebrate the Passover cause we were never in Egypt. But we sure to celebrate the communion, the Lord's Supper because he died for us out of the world. I understand that. So over here, we see animal blood. Over here is the blood of Jesus Christ. When you read your Bible, it doesn't matter what book you're reading, this is what they have in line, this bloodline. That is what they're leading up to. Now, there are many actors on stage. You and I are an actor. Nobody's writing about us except God. Only God's writing a book about you. Nobody else is interested in what you're doing. Only God is interesting every move you make and you keep a record of what you're doing. You keep a good auditing book. But over here, it cannot say one God and give us three gods over here. The law of consistency. The law of first mentioned. Everything in the New Testament are first mentioned over here. One God is consistent in the Old Testament and will be consistent in the New that are is not true. There's never a reading called triune God. If you can find it, fine, but I can't find it. Not in my Bible. And there's no such thing as uh, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, God the, whatever, so, so on. But it does say God the Father, meaning God is our Father. So when you read the Old Testament, you see the word forgiveness, all throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, I mean, to Malachi. But you can't find the remission of sins. Right? And then you're going to find it later on why. So this is very important that you understand this chart when you're studying your Bible. You can't just pick up your Bible and start reading without knowing what you're dealing with. You have to know the author and the arrangement of his thoughts. He is the thinker of the thoughts, and you're the reader of his thoughts. And any problem is with you, not him. Very, very important. Unified theme in the Bible is the blood of the lamb. That's what they said in Revelation. And that blood started way back in Genesis. Now, how to study the Bible? Nothing in the Bible is of any private interpretation. We cannot give you a private rendering of what it means. The moment I have to go outside the Bible to explain the Bible, then I I went to a higher authority. Therefore, no authority outside the Bible can accredit the Bible. Not scholarship, not translators, not versions. A true translation changes the language but does not change the message. Goes from the source of the language to the target of the person receiving that translation. But they do not change the message. Now, look at this here. Nothing is private. The Old Testament mentions things that are explained in the New. And we find if we're going to study the, the Bible, any topic, any verse, any chapter, Then we have to do a chain reference to stay in context. It may not be found in every book, but at least two or three books for every word to be established. In the mouth of two or three biblical written witnesses shall every word be established. So, i am giving an example here. If I use the cross as a dividing line of time, if I'm studying about Adam, and I do a chain reference on Adam, I can suppose about Adam, or I can study who Adam is and what he was all about, or what he was all about, and I do a chain reference from the Old Testament right to the New to start mentioning Adam. From beginning to end. But study about sin, I want to know what the first mention of sin and the last mention of sin. i take me through the entire Bible. We said, let's use a concordance. All a concordance is, is somebody go in the Bible and take every word of the Bible and put it in a dictionary and tell you where to find its mate. I understand that. They're not giving you the meaning of it. They're giving you where its it's mates are found. So you can see if you have a Bible with no concordance on the back, I don't know how you'd find your way through it except you read the Bible right through. Or you're a scholar where you know exactly where things are. I understand that. When I was in Africa, those guys didn't have concordance, so they couldn't find chain references on any subject. They could show you a subject, but they couldn't show you chain references. How would they know where to find it? It's like a jungle. It's a lot of places to go through. Several thousand pages or hundreds of pages. But if you have a computer, it tells you where they're, where they're all found. You quickly find 10 here, 5 here, 6 here, and you read them all, and it give you the sense of what that first word means. The first mention is the last meaning, and the rest is just an expansion of the same thing. Esau. First mention, Genesis, and continue in the Bible, in the New Testament, under the same character, characteristic. Nothing changed about him. You just maintain and try to tell you, don't be like him. <laughs> I'm to try and tell you. One God, trace it through the Bible of that one time, and there are many, many mention of one God. Beginning, you find in Genesis, and the ending of all subjects. Okay, and then you also have Genesis, which is the beginning, and Revelation is the ending. So they're like this mirror, built, mirror. And we're sandwiched between that. Then you also have the promises of God, first mentioned, and finally mentioned. Peter got up, and all he was doing was quoting Old Testaments. He had no Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to read. And he was saying, Joel said it, David said it. What is he doing? Making references, chain references to those who spoke. That's how you study it. He must have studied it, he must have read it. And he's quoting who said what and, and mentioning that Jesus Christ is fulfilling all that. Now, so, when you're studying, you do study word, name, or chain reference. What's amen? And in the New Testament, you find an explanation for what's going on there. Let me give you an example. Sabbath. What about the Sabbath? People argue with the Sabbath all the time. But if you do a chain references, Sabbath is mentioned throughout the Old Testament. It is mentioned in the New Testament, in the Intertestament. And finally, dealt with in the epistles. Now, the conclusion is the closure on the subject. And the epistle gave the conclusion, the closure of the thinker's thought. What he thought and thinks, he put in words. We're reading it, we know what he first said. And we know how he handled it at the end. Well, the ending is a finality. So, Paul made the statement, let no man judge in Sabbath, and so on. I couldn't say that in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, because the New Testament is committed to the apostles to write. And God is telling you what it means. So, that's called rightly dividing the word of God. That does not mean we can't learn what the Sabbath is all about. Because if you're a Pentecostal, you know everybody got the Holy Ghost, do have a Sabbath, because the Sabbath means the baptism of the Holy Ghost, is what it really means. You've entered into his rest. Isaiah 28, verse 10 to 12, tell you, this is the rest, we call the reader to rest, the rest is the Holy Ghost. If I was to tell you tonight, you all got eternal life, you wouldn't believe me because all you know is your flesh. But if you have Jesus Christ in you, he is the true God and eternal life. That's what I mean, you got Jesus Christ in you. You say, where is he? I can't feel him. That's not true. What makes you shiver in talking tongues? Jesus does. Now, get back to this here. Each of these examples, you do a word, a word study, a name study, a chain reference on a word or a name or a character. subject that keeps you in context you will never deviate you won't need Greek or Hebrew it's all self-explanatory because God hides things throughout the writers no one writer is complete on any subject until the New Testament all right so the old contain what should be explained in the New? The Old Testament gives you types, right? And we see shadows explained in the New. For example, when you read Hebrews chapter 1, so God spoke to us in diverse manner, in different ways, right? And so on and so forth. All right, Old Testament gives us warning, and the New Testament gives us admonition. In other words, don't be like Cain who sold his birthright. Well, who's Cain? Bigger read Genesis. Read the story about him. And it's still applicable to us because it's the admonition. You won't sell a bowl of soup because sell Acts two thirty it out and you experience it. You're walking on God for what you've done. You sold your birthright. Because you're born again. That's your birthright. You're born of the Spirit. Now, also, the Old Testament gives you the mysteries that were hid, which Paul explained by the abundance of revelation given to him. It is so much that God gave him a thorn in his side, and the Bible said, Peter said, Paul wrote things hard to be understood. He's talking about the cherubs. <laughs> Deep stuff. All right. What was concealed in the old is revealed in the new. For example, behind the veil, nobody could see back there. Now we're told come boldly. Enter in. You couldn't come close to Jesus Christ. Now you can touch him. <laughs> Same Jesus. But back there, he hates leprosy. and In the testament, he touches it. Is he changed? No. No. Same God, but he does what he wants. The lesson is learned how bad leprosy is. Now he comes to show you he's the one who has power over it. Right? So Jesus Christ is in the intertestament showing he's the one it was all about. When you want answer to question, you must search the volumes of the scripture and find your answers either in the books, it will be in the books for sure, in a chapter, in a verse, in a line. Divorce and remarry. Organization got their views. You got your views. The world got their views. Everybody got their views. But only one view is right, one in heaven. <laughs> when he judges us all, it won't be by any one of us' standard, by his. I believe Jesus spoke on it, Paul spoke on it. It was first mentioned in Exodus. There's no divorce in Genesis. There's none. You don't know have any? I don't have any. I don't have polygamy, but not divorce. So, it was in Moses' time, you know, it was very rampant. And Jesus said, it was allowed, then changed. The epistle is the final word on any topic. That's his last word. So, study means go in the scripture and compare themes, character, events. In the Old Testament. No, when, I, when I'm praying to God, I sometimes pray promises. And I remind them. I say, God, you cannot lie. You can't lie. You said if I please you and I make a petition that you would answer me positively. I'm holding you to it. But I'm not the only one doing that. David did that too. Abraham did that. So I'm not first. First. I'm just copying the model given to me. So God's not mad at me doing that, reminding him I'm just not rude when I'm doing it. So, started to compare themes, characters, and events. When I came to God, and I want to be a Christian, and I have nobody to look to, because there's nobody in the church to look to, I, I studied the Bible characters. I begin to name those I don't want to be like. In Thompson Chain, I study characters, good and bad. I said, I don't want to be like that. I don't want my marriage to be like that. I want a wife like this, that, 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 that. When I pray for my wife, I said, I want a wife like this. I do have one, and more than one. She, she's right here. I don't, I don't mean more wives than one. I mean more than what I asked for. Let me correct myself here. Because she looked at me with those brown eyes. So what? Who else do you have? I mean, I got more than I got. I asked for so we study and compare the themes, the character, the events. The theme might be baptism, might be faith, might be holiness, and so on. The character may be A, from, A, from A to Z. They're named alphabetically, from A to Z. I want to talk about Joseph. So, that for Joseph. I want to talk tomorrow about David. I want to talk about some wicked guy like Ahithophel, Saul. Events. I'll oh, study events. When I study that, these I learned from the New Testament were written for my learning. This in, in, in psychology is called bibliotherapy. Bibliotherapy, the life of individuals. Their pros and cons, their, their failures and their successes. People still read other people's life and still make the same mistake. Just like Jamaican pigs. Right in the slop. They got So the first one got burned. And they got burned. And they still go in there doing the same thing. they bring it, squeak and say, it's true, it's off. Well, I kind of told you so. Look at me, I'm burning. Help me turn over, please. Dividing means grace, virtuous, law, and dispensation. Yes, please. Dividing does not mean take your Bible and cut it up with a knife. <laughs> It means separate the holy from the unholy. It means separate things properly. The wheat from the tares. Know the differences. That's what it's saying. So you don't need another version. You know the Bible taught taught me and you? Teaching me and you to observe all that he commanded them. All he commanded them. So we're watching the apostles on stage doing their drama, and we just copy it. Can't go wrong. Just the way they did it. Okay, search the word to find the answer. From Genesis to Revelation. All throughout the Bible, you're going to find your answer. Somewhere in that book is your answer. I'll give you an example here. Line upon line, I'll find Genesis 1:1. 1, 1 saying John one one, First John one one, they're saying the same thing. It's repetition. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Each one, each each word has its mate or each context. So we search the books for its mate, we search the chapter for its mate, we search the verses for its mate. That's why we're baptized correctly. It's not that we disobey Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen 19, and 20. It's that we understand what it means. How? By observing those to whom he said it to, what they did. And he confirmed it. So we know that's the answer. But people say we're wrong. We say we're, we're Jesus only and all that stuff. Well, that's fine. The Savior, the word Savior, means the same thing in both Testaments. I'll give some examples there. Remission, what does it mean? If you got your computer, check your computer right now, find the word remission in the Old Testament, in your Bible search, it's just not there. It's not that like the translator left it out. It was not available. Hebrews 10, give it plainly. It was not available to them. But Matthew 26, 28 in the New Testament, and Hebrews ten, eighteen tells you it came, finally arrived. So? We search for the drama of the text in Old Testament. You know, all preachers are. They're just echoes of the the Bible. (laughs) The moment we step outside of it, we're false. We're dead false. We're just repeating what we read. We may make a lot of noise, but believe you me, it's in the book. It's coming from the book. It's not our ideas. And we're just telling him what he said. And if God is pleased, he confirm it. Give an example the word leaven. Look at the way leaven is treated from Genesis to Revelation. Is there any change? Come on, you Bible readers. Answer me, please. Only one person to read the Bible. How many of you have ever touched that word leaven? Well, here's a new word for you. Leaven, look it up. And Paul in chapter five, first Corinthians says, purge out the what? The leaven, that the lump may be what? Where do you got that from? Book of Leviticus. If it came from. And Christ your Passover is sacrificed for you. Where it came from? Exodus. Hello. That's why you know you're in the Truth Church, because we do not seek versions; we seek God revelations of His Word. All right, let's turn over, please. If I'm smart, I quit right now while the going is good. Jesus on the cross said, "It is finished." What is finished? Is this a rhetorical statement? What was finished? Everything from Genesis promised that he would do. He said, I completed it. And there won't be another time for me doing anything else. I'm done. So when I look at the Old Testament, just Revelation, from Genesis to Malachi, I see Old Testament scripture pointing to Jesus, blood. In the intertestament, I find the manifested incarnation of his blood, and they converge on him, and then from the cross, we see emerge the coronation of Jesus Christ. Very simple. No, I, I don't want to do all this t- if I do all this today I'll probably burn out. But here's some thoughts I have here for you. Understand your Bible. The assumption is, first of all, you assume and I assume it's the word of God, it's accurate, it's trustworthy, it's proven on every level of science, sociology, and we won't look at it. And and the continuity from Genesis to Revelation is unbroken. It's the same throughout. It's historically true and presently true in your life and my life. And when you visit the Bible as a student, don't go with arrogance and say, I'm looking for error and mistakes. Don't wrestle with the scripture. Don't corrupt it. Don't sit with your own private interpretation. An example, tithing. A lot of people err on that. They do not pay tithe, or they pay to the wrong place. But my Bible gives me a consecutive teaching on how it should be done, and where it should be done, and when it should be done. All right? And there's no private interpretation. There's lots of, on this subject err all over the world. Right? I'm not going to go into it, but don't change the text. Otherwise, you have a pretext. Stay in the context Con mean with the text. Don't go outside the third nine books to find the answer. Forget about Greek and and Google, Dr. Google, Brother Google, Bishop Google. Please forget about him. Or Dr. Yahoo. Or Facebook. Or Tweet. Or hashtag. what do they call these people? Or Trash Hash. Whatever they're called, I don't know what they are. I'm just old fashioned, Sorry. But your method of approach to the Bible should be give attendance to reading. I mean, read the Word. That's why I strongly recommend get a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. Number two, search the Scripture by chain referencing. Number three, compare text with text within the books of the Bible. Stay within context for chain references and by chain references. Observe the arrangement of the Bible books. Not necessarily chronologically written, but doctrinally written. Follow the theme from the old to the new, and you see the bloodline going all throughout. Number seven, observe the purpose of the writer. He'll tell you why he's writing and to whom he's writing. Observe the message. If I'm going to teach you how to preach, I'll tell you this. Number one, in a, a, a subject, what are you going to preach? In a subject, what are you going to preach? Okay, I want a subject. Okay, the subject is salvation. Whoa, what do you mean by that? Define what salvation is. Why is salvation? Why do you think I need salvation? What if I don't have salvation? When will I know I got salvation? How do I get salvation? And who can help me to get salvation? And What should I do right now? When I do it, how do I know I got it? You know, the five doubles on the H. That's what preaching is. Five doubles on the H. What? Why? Who? When? Where? Huh? And how? That's so simple. That's so simple. I'm not shouting because I am smart. I'm shouting because I'm caught up with the message. <laughs> Got a hold of me. Examine and compare the verses to get the context and the meaning. Observe the occasion. Who are God talking to? Well, here's God and Abraham talking to his friends. Well, that's not how he talked to Saul, because he never talked to Saul. He's talking to Moses. He never talked to Joshua. Observe that. He never talked to Joshua. He talked to Moses. He never talked to Saul. He talked to Samuel. Observe it. It means something. And then Moses is dead. He talked to Joshua. and never talked to the people. Not one time. Observe it, but don't put God in a box. Okay, when to open your Bible or when you open your Bible, observe these. Each book is a continuation of the previous mission and hope and theme. You may not think so, but it is so. Every book is a building block for the other book. We're built upon the foundation. Of the prophet, what's the foundation? Laying one upon another. So from creation to the new world, Genesis one one, the creation, Genesis twenty two, a new world, which the evolution says not possible, a <laughs> new heaven, new earth. That's where you're headed, if we make it. So we're headed new heaven, new earth. This one's going to pass away. So don't worry about it. you can't buy a property now. Don't worry about it. You got him free and get to heaven. God said, I'm treasure in heaven, so obviously he got stuff up there for you, which you can lose, because he can blot your name out of the book, and he can put your name in the book. Alright? So, number two, observe the biographical object lessons in the Bible, pros and cons. Observe his treatment to Adam and Eve. Observe his treatment to Noah. Observe the way he deal with Abraham. Observe how we deal with his people, observe how we deal with their enemies. And you have the right to claim the same response from God because he says He the same yesterday, today, and forever the same. Never changes. Observe verses and chain references. This morning I was, I was reminding myself of that scripture, Jeremiah 22, 32, 27. Is there anything too hard for God? He said to Sarah, that question is rhetorical. Because for you and me today, same question. Because we have the same feeling she has. God doesn't need nothing new because man has not changed. We might acknowledge and increase, but we're still dumb. Never arrive at the truth. <laughs> Ever learning, you know. All right? Observe the topics. Observe teaching given. You know, I don't know how come family don't read it. How to have a happy marriage. Go look. It's the cover of the home, it cover duties and responsibility of a husband, responsibility of a wife. You don't need to talk to the pastor. What does he know? Go search the Bible. Lord, I'm a husband. How should I behave myself? Read my book. Lord, I'm a wife. How should I behave? Read my book. (laughs) Lord, I'm a child. How should I treat my parents? Read my book. (laughs) Well, we're a family. Read my book. I told you how to do it. You may not follow it. I mean, I didn't read it, but I told you how to judge you by it. It's amazing, isn't it? You can judge me by his book, How I Treat My Family. Wow. Okay, observe the harmony of the books, Old and New Testament. First Corinthians ten. Go there very quickly, please. Now, you Bible scholars here, you're all Bible scholars. I know you got you're super saturated with the teaching of pros to kneel to become Neolites. <laughs> First Corinthians ten. Have you noticed there? What you notice there? Paul is speaking as if you have a foreknowledge of the event. What does he say there? Now, moreover, brethren, I would not. He's talking to Grecian people, right? They're not Hebrew. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant of all our fathers. What fathers talking about? Origin? Martin Luther? No. Come on, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right? Should of all our fathers. Out of the cloud and all passed through the Red Sea. Obviously, Abraham didn't pass through the Red Sea, but Moses did. Right? That generation did. In the Red Sea. Now, Red Sea? You mean the sea is red? I'm being fanatical here. Red Sea? It is red? No, it's not. It's a name given to it. He's assuming you read the Exodus story right. in the book of Exodus. So, some margin will help you in the Bible to go find where that's found. But if you don't have one, Thompson is going to help you very good. Take time and read and get lost in the Word of God. I won't go further on that. It says all this was written for our learning and admonition and example. So, I know if I want to make it or not make it by the way I live, because based on the scripture telling me, if I'm in or out. It says, examine yourself. By what standard? By the Word of God. I'm not here to tell you if you're going to make it or not. That's not my prerogative. But it says, you examine yourself. If you are in the faith, well, I that no faith in the faith. What is the faith? It tells you. The 10 reference. Right? If you have habitual sin, even have a problem with it, well, read Proverbs. Right? If you're so worldly-minded or earthly good, read Ecclesiastes. If you want to, know how to treat your wife and husband, read Song of Solomon. You learn your amateur. You haven't started yet, baby. You haven't started kissing yet. Ooh, what have I just opened a while ago? Brother Donna? do you know how to kiss your wife? Is that true, sister? She's shaking her head. Is it up or down? Up. You're a diplomat. She got to go home. Harmony of the chapters, harmony of verses, harmony of words, harmony of subjects. How do they harmonize? You see, when I used to witness on the street about baptism in Jesus Christ's name, I used to write down on my margin the chain references. And these Bible calls from seminary and Bible school would come at me, man, and try to be in the Roman road. I said, just a minute, guys. What does Acts two thirty eight says? What does a- Acts eight sixteen says? He said, now I can't say that because I memorized it, right? It's in my memory, right? Those things, believe you me, I still lose my keys, but not those keys. Amen. Acts eight sixteen, 16, Acts 10, 4 to 48, you know, right? Acts 91 to 6, right? Acts 22, 16. Come on, Romans 6 and all that. How do I know that? Because I memorize it. Commit to memory. The harmony of the chapters, the harmony of the verses, the harmony of the words and subject. Know that book like your right hand. It doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen. When others say, we need other version, and you say, no, I need more time with God. Let's worship God. I don't need to rewrite the Bible. I need to reread yeah. the Bible. Compare Testaments. It's important to do that. Compare the old and the new. And you can see why false doctrine come in our world, because Paul says there's been a change. He said it very clearly in writing to the Corinthians. I said, God gave us the the, the New Testament ministry, and we're not of the Levitical order. We are of the Melchizedek order, and the whole veil is removed. I studied with you one time in the book of uh, Ezekiel. You you forgot. If you study Ezekiel, you'll be surprised how things have changed in the Old Testament in the millennium. You'll be surprised what's going to be and what's going to be missing, what's absent, what's present, because. God did some changes. You cannot change what God have not changed. And he cannot put back what God replaced. The Jews try to re re-patch up the, 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 the curtain, but God tore it down. Alright? Look for com- contrast between the two testament, the old and the new. God is different from both Testament. In the old you mess with them you're dead. In the new they kill him. <laughs> Right? In the old you couldn't touch him. Everybody grabbed him, touched him. He put boundaries, couldn't come close to him. Now he's linking up with sinners and harlots and pimps and everybody else. Eating with sinners. That's right. Christ was a friend of sinners. That it disturbed the Pharisees and said he can't be of God. Why is allowing this woman to touch him? She's a vile repute. Jesus says, Leave her alone. <laughs> he defended her. They said, Stone her, and they were correct. He said, Okay, you're not qualified. I'm the only one that's qualified. Catch the stone if you can. They couldn't. He said, well, when, Where are those who want to stone you? She said, Where well, they're gone. He said, Neither do I stone you. Go. He was qualified to stone her. Did he let her off the hook? No. He was under a new dispensation. He came not to condemn the world that the world through him might be saved. He sought out that woman in the well. Why? You know why he did that? Because in 721 B.C., they asked for the true God, and the Jews didn't give it to them. And he came to, set, to solve that problem. That's a long story. All right? Chain reading for context. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Just gloss down very quickly. What did Paul give you? A chain reference of what? History of heroes of our faith. Who do you start with? Abel? By faith, verse one. Two, three, four, five, going on. You come all the way down. He gives you the whole entire Bible. But he didn't name one apostles in there. I start about Malachi? Understand that. And each of those have a story, have a book in which they're found. He, obviously he knows it. He's telling you that they all had one thing, one word in common, faith. Long story, but simple context, faith. He's saying you need it too. God requires it. So you study topically. So you come up from work. Lord, today I'm going to study about creation from Genesis to Revelation. I may not finish tonight, but I'm going to start going through the references, verse by verse, book by book. When I come to Job, I'm going to find some things I didn't know mentioned were not mentioned in Genesis, but they're mentioned in Job. I read some things in Isaiah I never found anywhere else except in Isaiah. It's the unfolding drama of revelation of God doing. No one prophet had it all or knew it all except Jesus. I do a word study. I want to know what forgiveness and remission, why they're different. I'm going to study forgiveness through the Bible, see when God used it, when God does not allow it, I try to find word of remission. I can't find word of remission. I found out I'm forgiven but not forgotten. Your sins are still remembered. Biographics. I study about Cain, Abel. Abel is mentioned in the New Testament, Old Testament, why? Balaam is mentioned in the old and new. Jezebel is why? What God's trying to tell me. Doctrine. Doctrine, 10 Commandments. There are 10 suggestions. If I believe in the Trinity, I broke the first commandment. Thou shall I have no other God beside, not us, me. And if I say God has another, another God beside him, I contradict Isaiah the prophet and all the other books I said he's the only one. There's no way those guys can end up in heaven at the gate, they're going to be turned away. I'm sorry, but it's true. They think we're crazy, but we're not crazy. We are following the drama of Scripture. How many of you have ever read in the Bible, I saw three thrones? How many of you have read in the Bible, I, I heard with my own ears, I read in the Scripture, where the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit had a conversation at one time? Hmm? Never, never, never a conversation. When I say conversation, I mean like Abraham talking to God in the injured body called Theophany. Shall not the judge of the earth do right? And God talked back to Abraham. There's no such thing. When Jesus prayed and the answer came back to him, and they start talk back and forth. Father, can I quit this, please? Can I quit this? No. That was one voice. There's only one person. Okay, give an example. the theme on repentance. Or a character study on humility. Or a character study on journeys, the maps. Do you know those rivers? I don't know if you know this, but according to the Bible, Iraq and some other countries are supposed to disappear. Sunk and not be remembered anymore. You know that? The Bible says that. And she shall go down like a a lead in the sea. Well, how come Iraq is still here? It may be in our time. Something's going to happen. We're going to disappear. The Vatican will disappear. We know that for a fact. But it's still here. So study maps so you can locate when God mentioned modern day countries, you know where they are. You can relate to them. Study them. Look them up. Practice to draw them. Pretty soon it become a memory to you. tough of is very good. It shows you the journey of the of different individuals, very very notable characters. And notice where they stop and where they start. Give an example. Elijah and Elisha. If you do a real you know, theological study, all the places he asked him to stop were places of decisions. In other words, you have to meet criteria before you can get your request. Hello. And he met them and he got them coming to a close pretty soon. Don't get, don't, get, don't get excited. I'm not yet done. Years old, Paul, the apostle, make use of the Old Testament. Sabbath is found in Exodus, Colossians 2 16, as the just a reference. Abraham in Genesis spoke highly in Galatians 3 9. Circumcision in Genesis, spoken again in Romans 4, 9 to 11. Baptism, baptism of the Exodus, mentioned again in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 1 to 10. Observe the chant references in all these in context, and in interpretation. All God wants you to do, church, let me just you here. You are a messenger. You're not writers or authors. You must preach and echo what the apostle says. I don't care if you remember, rather the kids do it. If it's hard to praise, go ahead, say it all. Better off say what they said than say what you want to say. Amen? Now, when we preach, we do commentary on what we what we said, but within the context of what was read. And we do cross-references like they do in historical. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, was preaching and called upon Joel. A credibility. Right? I said, David said, what's well, what we do when we preach? No, we? we try. We may not succeed. So observe the biblical chain references and context and interpretation. So I've already told you, about the old give you the beginning and the new give you the ending. The old give you what was concealed. Right? And the new what was revealed. What was contained in the old is explained. What was mystery is eliminated. All right? And we have examples. Moses, I thought Moses was dead. (laughs) As far as God buried him in Mount Nebo. What on earth is he doing around the transfiguration? 33 AD. Why is he doing there? I thought he was dead. And I thought he couldn't go to the promised land. What does he do in, in Jerusalem? In Mount of Olives. Ah. You can't prove he's dead, you can't find his body. And if he can't find a body, he's not dead. That's what the mark says. Is that right? God, look so strange at me. Is that right? But he's dead. But again, things dead to you and means alive to God. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. The moment a Christian die. They go right to be with Jesus Christ instantaneously. They're not in that grave. They're not in that grave. That's just a fake. That's a fraud. That's not the person. They're gone instantly. Alright? Moses' face. The tablets of stone that's, right? The testament. Why does God call you t- your heart the tablets of stone? Because that's the true interpretation of what God at Mount Sinai. He writes on your heart the tablets of stone, right? Alright, I want to show you something here. Uh, there's a parallel between the Old Testament and the New Testament. You got Pharaoh in the Old, we got the devil in the New. You got Israel, you got s- sinners in, in the world, right? Taskmaster, sin, right? The Whiplash, bondage. We're crying out in sin for a savior. God sent Moses. God sent Jesus. Pharaoh says no. Satan says no. Right? So, there's a fight. A lamb is slain in, 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 in Egypt. A lamb is slain for us. Blood is sprinkled in Egypt. Blood sprinkled for us. When I see the blood I pass over you, you are passed from death to life, church. Finally, God blessed you and bring it to the world. Bring in the church. God do the same thing to, for Israel. You were baptized like they were in the Red Sea, in the clouds, unto Moses. You were baptized in the Holy Ghost, water baptism, to Jesus Christ. Is that correct? Right? Today, you and I are in the wilderness still. We're being tempted, tested, and tried. Asking God to supply our needs. Some are failing. Some are dying in the wilderness. and Some are not. Right? But some did make it to the promised land called Jerusalem, under the captain, Jehoshua. Some was going to make it to heaven after all the trial and temptation and the warfare we fought. Hello? You got your Jerichos? You got your Ai, your Akins? Is that right? You got to fight your battle, your Agag? But eventually you enter the new Jerusalem, like they to Jerusalem. All right, so I won't bore you too much. I think I, t- I told you enough, but I got these scriptures here. St Corinthians 3, six to18. Hebrews 10:18 to 19. Hebrews 10.22-23, 1 Corinthians 5,7, Romans 5:11. Hebrews 10:20. Twenty-two, James one eighteen. Let's stand. If you guys want my notes, you can have it. I got a typist; can type it for you. I guess there's no takers. Okay, that's good. All right. So what I'm trying to say here is, how do I study my Bible? A new version? No. If you're having problems. First of all, your Bible, Jesus says, I'll bring to your remembrance when you study. The Holy Ghost is your guide. He's your teacher. And the anointing that you have from the Holy Ghost, you have that no man, that means guys outside teach you, John says, that the Holy Ghost will teach you what it means. Sometimes the pastor's not there, but God will show you what it means you got the Holy Ghost. He wants you to understand. He wants to open to your understanding. He wants to open to you the scripture. He wants to open your eyes and open your heart without those you'll never understand. And when you understand the word of God, responsibility comes to you. We we, we open by saying and the books were open and a book. I believe the book of life Is is four. That's what I believe. I believe all the righteous dead from Abel to Malachi will be judged out of the book. I believe the world will be judged out of all six to six books. So what about we, the church? We are judged in chapter 1, 2, 3, 4 of Revelation. And you are rewarded in chapter 4 in the rapture. Chapter 5, you sit down with Jesus Christ. And, chapter, and then you reign with him in chapter 6. And you judge the world. How many knew that? Let's worship God. Let's lift hand and worship God. So your judgment is now. Every person who's tempted and tried and tested... Is God trying to figure out if you are worthy of him in heaven and if you will sell out cheap like Esau. But when the rapture comes, no more tests. That's your final test. And everything you read in the Bible is yours. Can you believe you're going to judge angels? Can you believe you're going to judge Lucifer and the falling angels? You're going to judge judge all the prime ministers and the queens of the world? Do you know what the Bible says? Don't you ever go to court against each other? Because you're going to judge angels, angels, angels with Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we thank you tonight. You've been so good to us. You've blessed us with your word. Help us to understand and use the word right to dividing it. Let this church never go in false doctrine. Let the saints never go off on a tangent and be deceived by heretics. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you give us understanding when we read your word. Help us to study it and read it, Lord, and you give us understanding. In Jesus' name. Let's just lift our hands and thank God for a wonderful message. The teaching that we have is awesome. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, that our pastor loves Scripture, loves your Word, helps us to better understand your Word, encourage us to study, O oh God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you have given to us tonight. I. Pre-